Greetings and welcome to the Sunlam ESG Barometer Series, where we will be digging deeper into the insights that were derived from the 2023 installment of the Sunlam ESG Barometer. My name is Andy Kumalo, and for the next six episodes, we will be engaging with experts and thought leaders in the world of ESG and sustainability on various topical issues that came from the market-leading research study, the 2023 Sunlam ESG Barometer. Now, environmental, social, and governance imperatives have become fundamental to how businesses make investment decisions. In 2021 alone, flows into ESG investments reached a pinnacle when the market saw an estimated $120 billion flow to sustainable investments. By effectively including and implementing ESG in business strategy, South African businesses can become more attractive to foreign investment to boost economic growth. But far more than this, the impact that investing for good has on the whole of South Africa is immeasurable. Investing for the planet and people creates a better world and a world where we can all live confidently, knowing we are leaving the right legacy for future generations. The Sunlam ESG Barometer, in partnership with Business Day, is the first to assess how JSE-listed companies are actively improving environmental and social outcomes in society through their various activities. At the Business Day TV studios today, I am joined by two gentlemen who were not only involved in the compilation of the Sunlam ESG Barometer, but who are also experts in their own right in the field. And today we are discussing the concept of ESG additionality. First up, I have the chairman of Crutham, formerly known as Intellidex, Mr. Stuart Theobald. Welcome, sir. And I'm also joined here in the studio by the Chief Sustainability Officer at Sunlam, Mr. Abel Sakao. Welcome. Welcome, gentlemen. Good to see you as always. Stuart, let me start with you. And just to set the scene and get some definitions out of the way, in this ESG barometer, of course, with Sunlam as a partner, you've decided to go with this concept of ESG additionality. Exactly what is ESG additionality? additionality and how does one actually define it? Hi, I'm Dede. There are two different ways to think about ESG investing. One is to think about, am I allocating my portfolio to companies who are above average in their ESG performance? So are there environmental, social governance features looking better than the rest of the marketplace? So that my portfolio appears to have a a better ESG profile than the average for the market. Now, that is really about selecting good ESG performers. And that's one way of thinking about ESG investment strategy. But what we're trying to pick on with the idea of ESG additionality is how is my portfolio driving change in the world? How is my decision to allocate capital to companies leading to those companies doing things that improve environmental and social outcomes in the world. Now, that's the idea of additionality, that we're not just selecting companies for their particular features. We're selecting companies because they're doing something that my investment, holding them in my portfolio, facilitates those companies to be able to achieve improved environmental social outcomes. So for a country like South Africa, where important strategic issues like the just energy transition really need to factor into investment decision making, the idea of additionality is key, that we need investors to be able to think about a company and an investment to say, what is my investment going to do that is additional to the environmental and social profile of my portfolio and what's happening in the the country? 
got you loud and clear. Abel, let me come to you. Sanlam got involved in this research. As you can tell from Stuart's response, it's gone through perhaps a direction that most other ESG pieces of research don't normally do. Um, why do you think digging deep into this idea of additionality is important or vital for JSE listed companies, particularly on the African continent? Yeah, thanks, thanks, uh, Andile. I think it's important that when we look at the whole concept of ESG and ESG investment, we need to dig deeper so that we can understand whether are we creating the impact that companies talk about. And the ESG additionality digs into that whole concept to check, to say, if you say you have spent so much money in social causes, can we uh, go back and look at the impact of that in society? So it is important for, uh, you know, JC listed companies, even companies that are not listed in terms of making sure that they are intentional in terms of their ESG performance, but they also have the ability to go back and check if the impact that they've created is sustainable impact. Otherwise, we'll be just talking about ESG, we'll be talking about ESG investing, and at the end of the day, you then go back and you look at whether is society better than when we started, and then you won't be able to see that evidence if you are not asking these hard questions to say, show us evidence of your ESG performance in relations to what happens on the ground. And that's why Sanlam believes that this whole ESG power and the concept of ESG additionality is important because it just goes beyond talking. It wants to seek evidence that suggests that ESG uh, 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 additionality exists on the ground and these are the beneficiaries of it. To piggyback on that, uh, Stuart, of, of what Abel has just said, this would then mean that companies would now need to start thinking about how do we measure that impact? How do we measure that because of an additional dollar, an additional rand, we are having this impact on a better world? Whereas perhaps before when people were measuring ESG, it was about, you know, here's a rating, here's what we've done previously, and, you know, you're measuring the input and not necessarily the output or the impact. What does that mean for people that are responding to your research? What does it mean when I receive that survey and, and me answering that survey accurately? Because I, I suspect it might mean, I need to invest in some time and energy and potentially money in measuring that impact that you are now trying to, 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 to kind of report on. Yeah, look, the measurement of ESG metrics is a really big global conversation and it's uh, been going through significant evolution. So we now have a, a new body called the International Sustainability Standards Board underneath IFRS, the International Financial uh, Reporting uh, Foundation, that is setting out standards for disclosure around environmental and social indicators. It started at a, a very uh, sort of preliminary place where it's issued two standards that are both about environmental disclosure, and they're both about how the company gets affected by various environmental risks. So it is certainly not yet the full extent of environmental and social factors that we would think are important. But this idea of uh, measurement and disclosure is governed by many different standards and frameworks. Many companies apply different frameworks. And part of the purpose of, of the ESG barometer is to understand what companies are doing and to align that uh, behavior with what investors are expecting. So we really want companies to start 
seeing their own operations and their disclosure in terms that are useful to investors that actually affect uh, the decisions that investors need to make. And that's certainly the additionality notion needs to be enabled by giving disclosures about how projects and and, uh, investments that companies are making will lead to improved environmental and social outcomes over time. So we want to see companies tell us their plans, not just the status quo, not only where they are, but where they intend to be and what the process is going to be to achieve that. Now, of course, that's about forecasting and forecasting brings with it uncertainty. We don't know precisely uh, what the outcomes will be, but we want to know what companies' plans are and investors want to be able to assess the realism and the probability of those plans coming about and that enables them to direct capital towards companies who have real credible plans to improve their environmental and social outcomes. That's that's really what the disclosure should be doing uh, in order to enable investors on the other side to make decisions. All right, Abel, let me come back to you. Speaking about those investment decisions, mm. there's been a lot of noise, particularly in the United States, about whether or not ESG should be a key decision factor when investors decide to invest or not invest. It was a hot topic. It still is a hot topic, but there seems to be a little bit of confusion or doubt now of whether or not investors still want just a pure financial return or they should be asking about ESG returns. How do we know for sure that investors are locked into the concept and they are indeed considering ESG factors when making investment decisions? Yeah, thanks. thanks. Uh, And also to build also on what uh, Stuart has said, in terms of uh, embedding ESG investment decision, is, is a no-brainer. We have to do it because you can get the returns that you want if you're just purely looking on the financial returns. But the society that is created by those financial returns, you have to start asking questions. What type of society are you creating for that maximum return that you are looking for as an investor? And that's why this whole concept of ESG additionality is starting to say to investor, what is sitting behind Uh, the returns that you are getting. Don't just look at the financial returns, but also ask the question, if I'm getting 20% of returns, what was the cost of that? You know, from a society and environmental perspective, can I be able to link the two to say I get 20%, but it has devastated the impact on the environment and on society? Will you feel good as an investor knowing that as you get 20%, but the impact that that 20% return that you've received has created externalities in mm. terms of impact that someone else, you know, future generations have to go back and fix what you have created. And that's that whole thing to say the embedment of ESG in investment decision is not a nice to have thing, but it's asking real hard questions about the returns that we get from a financial perspective in relation to the externalities that we create in society and the planet. To say, can we live with those realities? Then we then have to change our focus to say, as we invest, we're no longer going to ask for returns from a financial perspective, but we're also going to ask for returns on the planet and society to say we need positive outcomes. And that's why for investment embedding ESG requirements is critical. Got you, got you. Um, Stuart, before I let you go, I I can't um, have you here and not ask, how then did South African companies do when you try to measure this ESG additionality through your first installment of the Sunlam ESG barometer? What were the outcomes? 
South African companies showed a remarkable foresight about what they're attempting to do. There is real engagement with what South Africa's challenges are, and companies are positioning themselves to be part of the solution. Now, of course, the energy crisis is a classic example of one of those enormous challenges, and how companies are uh, investing extensively in sustainable uh, sources of electricity for their own operations, both achieves additionality in that it reduces their carbon emissions, improving uh, their overall environmental performance, but it also uh, ensures their own sustainability and improves their cost base. It's a good example of a win-win-win that's almost unique in the world, where you're achieving ESG additionality, but you're also having a positive bottom line impact for companies. And South Africans really do stand out in global terms in being able to achieve that that win-win outcome. So it's a really positive story to tell, and I think it's a really important story to tell to international investors who are looking around the world saying, where can my money go to work to improve environmental performance for, for the whole world? Because climate change is a global problem and capital has to flow to wherever it can have the biggest impact. South Africa has got a good pitch to make to say that it is a great destination to achieve positive environmental additionality, as well as, of course, social and lots of good examples of companies achieving positive social impact as well. Great stuff, gentlemen. Unfortunately, that's all we had time for. Thank you so much for joining us. That brings us to the end of episode one of the Sunlam ESG Barometer series. Tune in again next time for episode two, where we will be discussing the question, what are the barriers in achieving the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals? Until then, goodbye.